Station Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Kerry Williams, and here on this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you how you can apply the principles of manifestation, money mindset, spirituality, and energy work so that you can create long lasting success in your business and in your life. Let's talk about how to stop emotional eating today. This is something that I end up talking to a lot of my clients about. And I guess it's probably because I end up attracting a lot of people who identify as emotional eaters or when they perhaps listen to this podcast or they they might read something online, they start suddenly start to realize that they're emotionally eating a lot more than they realize that they would. So when we're in this place of emotional eating, what's usually happening is that we're actually quite scared to feel our feelings. I mean, haven't we grown up in a society where we are not taught how to feel our feelings? We're not taught that we should even show our feelings. In fact, for many of us, we have grown up in a place where it's actually valued and prized if you're able to not show your emotions, if you're able to control your emotions. And so you're supposedly strong and you're supposedly, um, you know, better equipped because you're able to just not have that emotional response. But the problem is for those of us who have learned over time that food can be a way to soothe some of the emotions that we're feeling, what then happens is that we've got this habit that has been set up over time, where we feel these feelings and they feel awful. We may even layer on top of them those those feelings of being scared, feeling fear to feel any of these feelings. And then so we have this desire to eat because we get that dopamine hit, that rush of pleasure that comes from eating certain foods. So we then have this mixture of intense urges to eat and also horrible negative emotions that we're feeling and it can be very overwhelming to start to pull those apart because there's so much emotion there at the time then it's not just about having a food urge because you see something you quite like and you think oh yeah I quite fancy a bit of that actually what we're doing here is we're trying to remedy we're trying to to like palliate and soothe that horrible feeling that we're feeling at the time but the problem is that when we keep eating because we're emotional we're actually pushing it further down when we are suppressing our emotions in this way they tend to grow we're not actually figuring out a solution to the problem. We're just palliating. We're kicking the can further down the road and usually it bubbles and it grows because these emotions will usually want to be dealt with. They don't want to be ignored. They may come out in the um, in the way of physical symptoms. You know, when people have uh, things that are stress-related, whether it's skin eruptions or things like that, maybe it's joint pain, maybe it's physical exhaustion. And there can also be the emotional things that come up as well, like that constant feeling of being irritated or that constant feeling of frustration, that stress, that anxiety. 
Sometimes that can suggest that there's a bigger emotional thing going on underneath and whenever it pops its head up every now and then. And for many women, when we go through our period and we have those hormonal changes, it can really rear its head at that time and and kind of peek its head up and expose itself for what's actually there. And we just suppress it again. We start eating, we start trying to soothe those emotions, we're kicking the can further down the road, and ultimately it's growing and growing and growing. And it's almost like you've got a boiling pot, like a boiling pot of water that you're putting a lid on, you're trying to hold the lid on, and it's just not, um, you're not able to hold the lid on because it's going to overboil. So over time it could get to that point where we're just at breaking point because there's so much emotion there. The problem with this approach as well is that we are, every time we are feeling that pleasurable hit, that dopamine that comes from eating those foods, we are connecting the idea that the, this food will soothe this emotion. So when, when we think about the motivational triad and the reason why all humans do anything in the world that they do, one of the key points on the motivational triad is that humans are motivated to avoid pain. So if we find that avoiding pain can be done by eating certain foods, then we feel pleasure. That is going to reinforce a habit that gets filed away in your subconscious mind. So every time you feel this emotion in the future, you're going to get that urge to eat that food. It's going to feel stronger and harder to break because every time you push that emotion down with that food, it is reinforcing that habit and the neural pathway is getting stronger and stronger. So at some point in time, if this is something that you want to look into, it's worth deconditioning that desire, breaking that habit slowly over time, and then letting the emotions come up and letting them be felt. So I've worked with a client actually last year who was going through a lot of this. She'd lost her mum and she was experiencing a lot of grief. She had a lot of stuff going on around the loss of her mum and the relationship with her mum. And so when those big emotions were there, whether it was grief or guilt she was feeling or shame or anger at some of the things that had happened, she would be turning to chocolate quite often. And I can really relate to this because chocolate was my go-to when I was emotionally eating as well. And so what she was finding is that her weight was going up, but that wasn't, that was the key thing that she wanted to lose. But actually, the core issue in her case was the emotional overeating. So it wasn't necessarily about finding the perfect diet plan and finding the perfect balance of macros. That's not really the work I do with people anyway, because usually there's something like this going on. And in her case, it was very raw and very acute. There was a lot of grief there. And whenever that grief came up, she was finding that she had an almost uncontrollable urge to eat chocolate because she got so much pleasure from it. And I did this myself for years when I experienced grief. And I didn't know any better at the time. So food really was my go-to. So we have these emotions that come up at this point that we just feel are so uncomfortable and then we react to that by eating that food and it soothes us and we've learned this habit over years and years and years. So it's just a habit to break really at the end of the day and there's also some need for some emotional strength training to actually 
improve our ability to feel these feelings so that we can actually sit there and process the emotion and not push it down. So this is what's possible through this work. So how do we actually do this? Well, we definitely need to stop judging ourselves. And this is usually something that I'm coaching the women that I work with all the time on. We all judge ourselves when it happens. And especially when it comes to these emotions as well, because we're feeling pretty damn awful already. We don't need to heap even more guilt, even more shame on top of that. So what we want to do is really get out of the judgment mode and get into curiosity, because when you've got layers of other emotions like judgment and shame and guilt on top, you don't have access to feel that feeling because you're already up there judging yourself. So we need to get curious, take ourselves away from that judgment and actually come into what was going on at that point. What were the feelings that I was feeling at that point? And when we reflect on that and we identify those feelings, then It's about practicing being with those feelings. We usually can do three things with feelings. We can react to them. So the reaction in this situation that we've learned over time is to eat the food to feel better. We can also avoid them as well. So again, something that we do to avoid is to eat, is to push them down, is to suppress them. We don't want to feel them. And if we're not eating, if we're on a diet or something like that, we might then go for a walk, go for a run, go and make ourselves busy at work. There's lots of different ways that we do to avoid emotion. What we really want to get to is actually allowing the emotion. That's real where the real power comes in. We feel the feeling, we allow it to be there and practice being with that emotion. Because the thing is, at the end of the day, we've many of us have been taught to be scared of feeling feelings when actually they are just a vibration in our body. And when I come back to this understanding, I find when I'm dealing with my own emotions, it's really helpful to remember that this emotion can't hurt me. It is simply a vibration in my body. If we come back to the think-feel-act cycle that's used a lot in cognitive behavioral therapy, we know that feelings are created by what's going on in our mind. We're thinking a certain way, and we're feeling a feeling and then when we're reacting to that, we're taking action from the place of the feeling. So it's motivating us. So instead of taking action on that feeling of going and eating, what we want to do is practice allowing, being in the place where we are with that feeling. And so that looks like simply tuning into your body. Tuning into your body and feeling that vibration. Whereabouts in your body do you feel it? Is it around the chest area? Is it around the stomach area? You know, is it around the throat? Is it around the head? Does it have a color? Does it have a sensation? Now, this might sound quite woo to some people, but really, if we come back to that think, feel, act cycle, it's almost like our body's reaction to the chemicals in our blood because we've had some thoughts it's changed our biochemistry and then things have changed in our body and so we're just feeling that vibration somewhere in our body now if you really want to supercharge this and if you like emotional freedom technique it's one of my favorite tools that I use in my practice do a bit of tapping do some tapping on that so you feel the feeling 
and then do a little bit of tapping. There's loads of resources available on YouTube. If you go onto YouTube and put in how to do emotional freedom technique, if you've never come across that before, you can just tap different points. They're acupuncture points on your body and it can really help to just process that emotion at that point as well. And then you just want to rinse and repeat. So notice when the feeling comes up, practice being with the feeling. If you enjoy tapping, do a bit of tapping and practice just being there. Try and get better and better at being there. This is what I sometimes call emotional strength training because ultimately we're getting stronger and stronger at feeling our feelings instead of avoiding them with the emotion. So what is possible with this? So I've been practicing some of these tools for years now and I've mentioned on this podcast before that last year I had quite an emotional upset. So over the summer last year, I got pregnant and had an early miscarriage. And I tell you what, these tools were really my savior at that point because my old patterns were to go to emotional eating. And I won't lie, some of those urges came up, but I didn't respond to them. So interesting how those habits and those neural pathways are there in our mind, even after all this time. And then we have an event that comes up in our life with a very normal and natural big emotional response. And then some of these food urges may come up. But I practiced staying with the feeling. I just practiced being there with it noticing what was on my mind and coming out of my mind and into my body. And so I spent a lot of time just doing some tapping, doing a bit of writing about what was going on in my mind, being in my body and feeling where those emotions were. And when it's such big emotions like that, and and as I'd become more in tune with my body, I really felt those sensations. It's so interesting. And I think what happened was that I came through that experience much more quickly. And of course, I still hold sorrow that it didn't work out the way I had hoped. That's normal and natural. It's a normal and natural human response. Just like my client when she lost her mum, of course, she's going to feel grief. Of course, she's going to feel upset. Of course, she might feel disappointment around some of the things that, you know, didn't happen or did happen. This is a normal, natural human story. So instead of suppressing it, we have the opportunity to be with it, to process it. We come out of the other side of it. And I like to to talk a little bit about clean pain in these scenarios when we just recognize this is pain that should be there. It's part of the 50-50 of the human experience and it's okay. It's okay to be with this pain for a little while. So what happened last year is I took a couple of weeks off. I stayed with this emotion. I really just Um, allowed myself to just slow down, to just give myself a little bit of time off, to allow my body to process what had happened, to allow my mind to process what happened. I came back to the tapping. I came back to feeling the sensations in my body. I let myself cry when I needed to cry. And I came out of it feeling like, you know what? I know it was a real shame that that happened, but it did happen. And I felt a lot of gratitude for the experience and I I came through it with a very different perspective. I think it's what's called um, in in the world of psychology, like the psychological flexibility to be really able to shift my perspective from going from a place of feeling grief and disappointment and um, yeah, just terrible, terrible grief really through to a place of actually acceptance that this happened. And yes, 
dis- natural, normal disappointment. I feel okay with that. These tools helped me so much at that time and I did not need food to soothe myself through that. So this is the gift of what's available to you because the comparison that I have for the way I dealt with losing my parents um, years ago is that I didn't have these tools and I turned to emotional eating just like that client of mine who was eating all the chocolate after she was grieving the loss of her mum. I did exactly the same thing and I hung on to that grief for years and years and it felt like a whole rock in my belly that I was carrying around. It was a very terrible experience to be carrying that that pain around and if I'd only known about these tools and knew how to process these emotions, I really feel like I would have come to a place of acceptance and peace with what had happened so much more quickly. So that's what's available to you. That's the potential that's available to you and the gift that comes through feeling your feelings and stopping the emotional eating. So what you need to do with this though is if you choose to implement this today, don't expect that it's going to happen overnight because these are habits. We have become used to soothing our emotions through these um, these these methods of eating, basically. And so we want to look for positive change. If you're spending more time feeling and allowing and less time eating, then you know that you're on the right track. If you notice that you're eating less often when you're emotional. If you notice that you're allowing yourself to cry sometimes, if you notice that you're allowing yourself to be with the emotion and let your body process it and release it and come back quite quickly into a place of feeling okay again, you know that you're going in the right direction. Even if you sometimes eat emotionally on the way, that's totally fine. Just want to see those positive changes. Look for those positive changes as you're going through. So if nothing else for today, I would really encourage you to take away the idea that these feelings are just vibrations in our body. To be honest, I don't know if that resonates for you, but that was an understanding for me that really was groundbreaking, that this is something that's created by the thoughts that's going on in our mind. It changes our body's biochemistry. It changes the way the energy is running in our meridians just like they talk about in acupuncture, it's a vibration in our body. No matter how great the emotion is and how hard it feels like it is to deal with, it is not insurmountable. It is just a vibration. And the real strength through this comes from the knowledge that we can deal with anything. When we can deal with even the big emotions like this, we can actually conquer anything in life. Because all of those feelings of being scared to deal with something fear, you know, the fear of feeling failure, the fear of losing someone that you love, the fear of going through heartbreak. You know, these fears can stop us from having some wonderful experiences in our life, can stop us from going into relationships, can stop us from going down a different path in life to try something new that might be a little bit scary. So if we do this emotional strength training, then we have the opportunity to take life on in a whole new way where we're actually living with much less fear. Okay, so I would love to hear your thoughts about this episode. If you've um, got any thoughts, you can contact me on social media. All of my links are in the show notes down below. Have a wonderful week and I look forward to speaking to you again next week. Bye for now.